Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Hammerlock Hangover. I am Steve, and I am joined by my podcast partner in life, Jeff. Jeff, how are you? I'm doing great. I've got my bears still carefully placed. They were watching you as you were in the great outdoors, stalking you silently. Yep, I am... I was out camping for the week of, um, what was it? What is this? August 30th, I guess. August 30th through September 2nd, 3rd. Something and, like uh, that. Something like that. Yeah, it was a fun time. Uh, I, I recommend uh, disconnecting for a lot of people. You know, I got into uh, puzzling. I bought a puzzle. I did a puzzle. Um, what else? What other fun stuff? I drew the cabin that we were staying at. I just penciled it in a notebook. Wow, that sounds so peaceful and pastoral. So it's so very 18th century. I know. It's just very uh, things you do when you uh, are not uh, trolling on wrestling Twitter. You're like a a Jane Eyre novel. I don't know who that is. Is she uh, debuting on SmackDown tonight? Yeah. Uh, Nathaniel Hawthorne. You know know him? Didn't he write Ethan Frome, which is like about hot dogs and donuts and they were all phallic symbols or the, the donut he wrote the scarlet phallic. letter <laughs> which was definitely not about hot dogs and donuts and, and don- no and, no it was about sex sort of all that all that sixth grade uh literature uh is is lost on me it all melds together okay. uh, mice and men um that's time letter ethan from yeah all that no, I think you're talking about Ethan Page. Ethan Page? Oh, he's uh, he's one of the most uh, biggest guys in AEW, according to uh, Jim Cornette. I mean, uh, Dan Lambert. And Track Brown. <laughs> right. Um, told me, he told me the guy everyone wants to give a singles push. I'm like, the guy that everyone wants to give a singles push that just got put into another tag team? Yeah, I, I don't even want to go there right now. He says, he says, I see a lot of people saying that he wants to get singles push. I'm like, I've seen exactly nobody say that. No, the same people said Scorpio Sky was going to get a singles push about like eight months ago. And now look at him. He's no well, exactly. But I do see people, I have seen people say that Scorpio Sky should get a singles push. They don't say anything now because you're not allowed to say anything about AEW. And as a mark, you're, you're not allowed to say anything bad about AEW. It's inappropriate. I mean, they, they're all happy. Everyone has a job. They're getting, he's getting paid as a single star. So good. Everything's perfect. Um, but yeah, but there was no one saying it about Ethan Page. No, no one had said anything. I mean, the, the poor guy came out the same night as Christian Cage. So, I mean, you know, uh, barely anyone knew who he was because he's an impact and nobody watches impact. I think I made another Impact fan cry tonight, by the way. Oh, well. Everyone wants to tell me Impact's on an upswing, and I just point out that they've lost over two-thirds of their viewership from nine months ago. And then they're like, they had 9,300 on one pay-per-view buy. I'm like, yeah, that was the highest in five years and nine times higher, which means that they had about 1,000 buys for the for the other 19 pay-per-views surrounding that one. Do not tell me that's a success. Is this more Dave Melter math? I think a couple, several episodes ago we went through the, the Dave Melter math. Well, it's impact, it's reliable, but they're 
but they're relying on the Dave Meltzer math as a positive. Like they did 9,300. That's the best buy rate since since the uh, the spike days. I'm like, yeah, it's no, the it best in five years. I mean, all of the others were worse. And when the number came out as being under 10,000, I mean, I don't know where this guy got his 9,300 from. So, you know, we had 9,800, but let's assume, he, let's just call 10,000. If it was nine times more, the, the average of the others was just over 1,100. Anything under the 10,000 is less than 1,100 buys per pay-per-view. And since pay-per-view carriers take half of it, that's pathetic, which may explain why Impact is trying to do its own streaming service, which, you know, no one's going to subscribe to. Um, hmm. But at least they don't have to cut it in, cut in anyone, uh, you know, on, on the action. So... You know, I don't. I don't know. I mean, that that could be smart because if no, if only a thousand people are buying it on regular pay per view, uh, I mean, even if they only get five hundred buys on their streaming service, it still comes out the same, except for their costs. Well, there we have it. We've just reviewed all of Impact for uh, the last week, so um, that's our Impact review. Thanks for coming. If you just came for the Impact review, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was impactful. Very impactful. Guys, we've got a, a jam-packed show to discuss. We, we're we're going to have to talk about Daphne and her passing. Carl Anderson with a, uh, I guess, uh, a barb, a, sh a fight with Jake Atlas on Twitter. Um, the world. Carl Anderson versus the world. And as usual, Carl and Anderson job. And Jeff uh, will uh, give us uh, his review of the much-anticipated NWA Empower pay-per-view, along with NWA 145 or whatever number they are up to in pay-per-views. I can't fucking stand when UFC does it. Just just name it something. Uh, it's not the Super Bowl where every fucking other episode is another number. Like, once you get to, like, past 100, it's ridiculous. You have to realize that 73 is a special number. Why? It was at the last time uh, Ric Flair was a champion in NWA, 1973? <laughs> it could be. Seven plus three equals ten, obviously. And ten represents the bloodlines. Mm -hmm. The families that control the world. Is it is it getting through to you yet? Was this a part of Ethan Frome or Scarlet Letter? Yes. Both of them. Okay, very good. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we're gonna. I bring we, Jeff uh, so eloquently brings up the camping uh, s story to kind of pretty much level set my uh, my, my um, contribution to today's podcast. Um, I have not watched any wrestling all week, with the exception of about thirty minutes of SmackDown. So I'm not really, you know, all of this stuff is pretty new to me. I mean, I've been dabbling in some Twitter stuff, like you know knowing about Charlotte and Nia shoot fighting or Nia. not. Nia, sorry. She lets me call her <laughs> Nia. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, there's some of that stuff that I've got some opinions on. I've got a lot of opinions on a lot on some of the stuff, but a lot of this will be fresh to me. So um, I look forward to Jeff schooling me on a couple of things that, that happened. Let's start with Daphne's passing. If anybody remembers, um, when... WCW Nitro was popular in the, the late 90s. Um, Daphne was a female wrestler, entertainer, um, sports entertainer. Um, that uh, showed up. She was with, um, 
Oh my God, what's this guy's name? The guy that was the Darby Allen before the Darby Allen? I don't know. Lash LaRue, Alex Wright, Billy Kidman. Maybe it was Billy Kidman. Not Billy Kidman. Well, Billy Billy uh, Kidman, and um, he was the announcer for AAA. Not AAA, uh, Lucha Underground. What's this guy's name? Dario Cueto? No. The announcer. Matt Stryker? No. Vampiro? Vampiro, thank you. Daphne, I think, debuted with Vampiro. If my, my mem- I can't remember fucking Vampiro's name, but I do remember that she kind of debuted with him and then kind of ran off with, with Kidman or something like that. Anyways. Vampiro's like six Darby Allens. He, but they both wear paint, so you know, oh. that, that, that way they're the same. <laughs> You're doing great this week. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, guys, I didn't watch any wrestling. I forgot how to pronounce Nia Jax. And is Vampiro around? He's around. He's, he's, uh, I mean, remember about a year ago, he put out a video saying how he had dementia and can, you know, sometimes drove around and didn't know where he was and things like that. And then he did some appearance and nobody's heard from him since. I mean, publicly anyway, or at least I don't, I haven't heard anything. Yeah. So um, this story about Daphne passing is an interesting one. Um, I'm going to read this uh, article from the Huffington Post. Not that I occasionally read the Huffington Post. It just happened to show up on my Google search when... You're a super progressive. Thank you. Left Coast sensibilities. It just... just, Google knows that I I search a lot of wrestling, and so they they were like, you might find this article interesting. Google knows that you search a lot of senior citizen women with Eastern European accents. And Jaja and Eva Gabor were not available, darling. So Ariana Huffington was the next best thing. That's what Reddit knows about me. That's right. Did you like old vampire women? Reddit Reddit knows that I like that type of porn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just going to read this article. Um, old Slavics. Old Slavs. Every once in a while, we'll, we'll stop and stop. Old Slavs for Slavs. Listen. You know, that, that red light district in, in Yugoslavia, uh, then Yugoslavia, was, uh, you know, one to be uh, rivaled. Oh, you knew that you knew that there was a then Yugoslavia. I'm proud. I'm impressed. Oh, there you go. That uh, the, it, the red light district there rivals the one in Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me how I know that. Former pro wrestler Daphne Unger was found dead Thursday in her Atlanta area home after she appeared in a disturbing Instagram video the night before... She was 46. Quote, it is with great sadness I have to let you know that my daughter Shannon, uh, forgive me if I if I botch this last name, Spruel? I think it's Spruel. Thank you. Scream Queen Daph passed away suddenly last night. Unger's mother, Jean, uh, wrote, absolutely heartbroken. Neither the Gwinnett County Medical Examiner's Office, which confirmed her death to TMZ. You gotta love TMZ. They're always like on top of the ball when somebody dies. Didn't they break that uh, Prince died in the elevator before anybody else? Um, I don't know. I I wouldn't I wouldn't put I wouldn't say no. I, but I, I I know not. Um. Let's see, the medical examiner's office, nor I mean, her mother they, they are the, the media zone. Oh, is that what TMZ stands for? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't even know that. Wow, you learn something every day. 
that and the Scarlet Witch and donuts and hot dogs or, you know, hot dogs. Well, the Scarlet Witch would be great. She's too young for you, though. <laughs> In an Instagram Live on Wednesday night, Unger discussed her symptoms of brain injury while holding what appeared to be a small gun, outlets, outlets reported. The video, later deleted, showed an agitated Unger telling viewers that she believed she was suffering from the concussion-related chronic traumatic encephal encephal encephalitis right it's, or it's, CTE right it's a swollen brain water on the brain usually thank you see this is why you're the medical examiner here mm -hmm. not only the lawyer the legal the legal scholar but also I have a doctor the medical scholar um da, 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 and asked that her brain be donated for examination deadline reported the degenerative disease linked to be uh, linked to repeated blows to the head can only be identified posthumously. "Quote: I don't want to do anything to hurt my brain. I want to be I want to be studied." End quote. Unger said. "I want to be. I want the future generations to know. Don't do stupid shit like me." Um. And it goes on to explain that she was, uh, you know, a star in WCW and was the Scream Queen. Um, although I don't think that that was that the, what they called her in WCW. I don't think. No, that, that came later. I mean, I I think that was in in TNA. TNA? I mean, I yeah. I don't remember ever seeing her or or you know I, I don't I didn't really watch her, so I, I don't have much to add to her career. But I. But I know that everyone said that, you know, sort of broken Nikki Cross stole her gimmick. That, that. And like Victoria was sort of, I think, the one, the, the WWE version. Mm, so, and then oh, Alicia yeah, so Fox she, did the, the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate that, 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 that she passed away untimely. I mean, 46, still pretty young, uh, you know. I mean, you keep saying passed away, which she did pass away, but she, she killed herself. This is a suicide. Well, I was going to ask you that because I, again, have not been up to speed with everything that's been going on. And I kind of read that aloud to kind of catch myself up, too. But has there been a lot of, um, I guess, speculation that she killed herself? Is it confirmed? Is it, do we know? Do, it, it what is, do we know? It's confirmed that it was, I mean, the night before that Instagram post was, it was a suicide post. It's apparently people called the authorities. Um, she then later on said that she was fine. I think she did a second post. I, I mean, I didn't watch either of them. And, but before the night was over, I guess the authorities left and she said, everything's cool. They left and she offed herself. I mean, you know, it's, uh, and everybody, you know, everyone's doing the usual, you know, as is normal, um, you know, mental health is real. If you, if you need someone, call me, I'm there. Uh, they're sending around the suicide prevention hotline number all over. And, you know, everyone's assuming that she was mentally ill, which I mean, listen, all mental illness has a mental health component. Not all mental health has a mental illness component. Um, and I'm not saying she was or wasn't. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't know her personally. I didn't know her professionally. But, you know, it's, it, yeah, this is what happened. And, you know, as usual, the wrestling world is, you know, 
you know, uh, reacting to it the way the wrestling world normally does within the first day or two and seeing everyone be nice to each other. And, and you know, they're basically already done with it. And that was sped along by um, WWE sending something to their everybody in WWE, or it might have just been a talent or it just may have been company-wide, basically saying, remember, if you feel bad or if you're having problems, we will pay for your, your treatment. So, so something to that effect. Um, and Jake and Atlas responded. Sorry, sorry. So that was an internal memo that apparently got leaked. Yeah, I guess so. And I'm, and I wouldn't, I don't know for sure, but I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't copy, you know, the 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 wrestling media as well to let it be known. I mean, I don't think, it, I don't know, there was a secret, but yeah, it, it got out, and you know, Sean Ross Sapp uh, retweeted it, you know, as is appropriate. Why not? Um, just like they pay for drug and alcohol rehab, even if you had a cup of coffee. Now, I don't know that this mental health thing applied to former employees or former talent or, for, you know, or not. Um, but it's, but it, it's not particularly important to this conversation because nobody, because it's not like the story is she reached out to them and they said no. Then it would be an important aspect of the story. Um, so Jake Atlas tweeted something. And by the way, Jake Atlas recently released no reason to harbor good good feelings towards WWE necessarily. Um, said when I was down and out, they they paid for mine, they saved my life. Um, you know, which I thought you know probably was a true thing to say, even if it's only true subjectively to him. That doesn't matter because because the, the whatever he was dealing with was was subjective to him as well. Um, and it's a good, smart thing to do to not burn bridges and to be professional and to show other companies that you'll be professional too. But also, uh, you know, why not say something nice about the place that you work for, for, you know, for a couple of years that you went to voluntarily and, and paid you well and gave you a platform. Anyway, the, 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 so kudos to Jake Atlas. But what really spiced this up was Carl Anderson who is someone that I've never cared for as a performer. And since getting to air quotes, know him on Twitter, I've liked him even less. Um, I've never found him to be particularly interesting as a performer. I've never found him to be an interesting wrestler. Everyone knows I call the good brothers, the goof brothers. I don't think they're particularly good. I don't find them interesting. I think they have the right friends. Swell. Uh, they made a whole lot of money off of WWE um, and didn't give any returns and people said well they weren't pushed why would they be pushed they don't they don't move needles anywhere they go they haven't done anything for impact they haven't done anything for aw they're just goons they're they're the functional equivalent of nakazawa and brandon color but i digress um anderson said something i don't care what they do they suck or fuck them they suck Some, something like that and so, you know, sort of the Twitterverse and everyone sort of jumped on him for that, like, you know, whoa, man, not the time or place, not the time for your petty grievances. And, you know, he fought back. And then there was a, there's always some course of people going, he's just pointing out the WWE doesn't care about their talent, and it's true. Okay, that's like 4% of the people. But most other people are saying, dude, not the time. It's not about you. Stop with your little grievances. Um, and as usual, Carl Anderson took the pin. He, he, he jobbed out because he sucks. He's a tool. <laughs> he was challenging fans to fights. He's calling them marks. He said something like, this is why I'll never give anyone an autograph or never take a picture with anyone. And, uh, you know, and not that my response to him merits anything and that he didn't respond to it or he probably is muted or whatever. But I said, 
Except no one has ever turned on the TV screen, bought a pay-per-view, or bought a ticket to a show to see you. Or, well, I think I said you're a boring ass. Something poetic like that. But that's not the point. The point is he's a tool. Yeah, apparently a lot of people came coming after him because, I mean, I, and I don't even know if this is like WWE fans, Marks, just coming after him, or just plain wrestling fans saying, you know, not cool, man, but he was just definitely um, kind of uh, coming all, uh, all over the place uh, just with this hate. And, uh, you know, I understand that, like, WWE did you wrong, but... You know, know, know the room, like read it and just be like, hey, did they do him wrong? My, you're, you're going to you're going to have plenty in his mind. Yes. Like through his perception. Yeah. He got done wrong by but because they didn't push him or whatever. But listen or give him enough opportunity. But probably know, made four million dollars while he was there. Probably, but let's be real. I mean, they were one of the. Let's not forget that their contract was about to be up, and they re-upped because WWE just threw some cash at them to stay away mm -hmm. from AEW. Yep. Um, and then they got fired. Then they got yeah, let about, go. Right. About ten months later, after they and then they had a ninety-day non-compete, so they got paid nine hundred thousand dollars plus whatever their merch was. For, for a year of, of doing nothing and, and they didn't deserve it. Listen, nobody likes to get fired. I'm not, I'm not diminishing. Yes, I'm sure he feels like they did him wrong, but this is the business that he's in. Contracts are up. Every wrestling company has basically the same contracts. They can release you at any time. Uh, sometimes you don't even have contracts. You've got your minimum downside. You get your royalties. He's probably still getting some royalties from WWE. It's, it's, you know, it's. Uh, yeah, agreed. I'm not trying to defend the guy. I'm just trying to say I can understand if he's pissed. Okay. Okay. I understand you're pissed. But, dude, nobody's talking about. Right. This is not the time to shit on WWE. We're talking about fucking suicide here. And mm -hmm. this guy just comes around going, fuck WWE. Hey, we're not having that conversation, man. Like. Wait till next week when they fire a bunch of guys. Then you can fucking spout off again. Like, exactly. you know it's coming. Like, what the fuck, man? But whatever. I mean, and then there, then you have those uh, people that will defend him uh, because they just hate WWE and say, "Oh, come on, you guys take him taking him out of context." Uh, he meant it in a loving way to go fuck himself. <laughs> I'm not sure that anyone said that, but but whatever it was, there, there, there's, there's no defense to this. It, it, it's totally inappropriate. Uh, I mean, it, it's completely unnecessary. It wasn't about him. People are speculating there was a drunk tweet. He's he's had bad drunk Twitter nights before or blamed it on being drunk. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's not about him, and I, I don't want to give him much more oxygen. Just Carl Anderson, you, you took you took a giant L. Just take the L. Get off Twitter. Be quiet. Be happy with what you've got. Be happy with what you got in the past, and be happy that you got some some really good and loyal friends who are in really good and important positions who can get you uh, jobs and keep you kidding yourself that you're irrelevant. Yeah, it looks like they. Um that he did take his L because what he ended up doing was um, tweeting out, I love all of you ellipses 
and then tr- gave out the uh, National Suicide Prevention Hotline. Yes. So I guess he figured it out and decided, I'm a, I'm a bow out. I'm not going to say he bowed out gracefully because he didn't. <laughs> but he just said, I'm going to exit stage left. Yeah, that's um, probably as gracefully as he could have exited after that. I mean, you know, sometimes you just you just have to take the L and, and move on. That's right. That's We take the L every week and move on. And we keep charging <laughs> forward. Um, Jeff, let's talk about NWA and power. Um, you know, we uh, first uh, discussed Empower a couple months ago when Mickey James first announced this. And you became Twitter famous with uh, you criticizing her announcement of Tootie Lynn being the first member of this um, NWA Women's Invitational. And you were, to refresh everybody's memories and any type of new listeners, you were critical of the fact that uh, Mickey James should have led strong you know if you're a major band you don't come out playing the b-side or a deep cut right off the bat you want to come out swinging with some of these you know hits um and then you go to the b-sides then you go to the deep cuts um it's marketing 101 like you and starting with you know saying diana perrazzo that that would have been a good start you know, I mean, to start with some of the people on the NWA card at the time wouldn't have made much sense because that's expected. I mean, if Camille wasn't on the card, people would be surprised or, you know, Melina. Um, as it turns out, they didn't really have a lot of outside big names that they ended up getting. I have no doubt that we're going to hear in the future how they tried and, and failed, that the, either the people weren't available, they were told they couldn't from various companies or, or whatever it was. We know the AEW sent some of their B sides if we're deep cuts uh, for certain matches. Uh, you know, people Layla who might Hirsch. not be on Layla Hirsch, but they also, I think, uh, I think they let Red, Red Velvet appear, uh, Kylie or Kylie King. Uh, so, so some folks that people may not even know are under contract with All Elite, and for all I know, they're not really under contracts. They, they just have you know appearance to appearance. But I think Red Velvet's under a contract. I think that Kylie King is under a contract. I mean, there, there were a few. Kara Hogan, who signed with AEW after she she probably committed to NWA. But in any event, there were about there were about five women that, that were uh, work there. I don't recall if Thunder Rosa was there or not. I know Serena Deeb wasn't. Um, but whatever it was, there was no Trish Stratus. There was no Lita. There, there was no... Ivory, no jazz, uh, no Miss Jackie. Um, you know, so sort of like the, the, the biggest names from the past were, were Taryn Terrell. Um, uh, you know, Gail Kim made a, made a brief appearance. Uh, you know, uh, she was going to be threatened by, uh, again, I think it was Taryn Terrell and her, her little crowd. Um, and then Awesome Khan came in for the rescue and then announced her retirement. I mean, you know, the, the worst kept secret, well, one of the worst kept secrets in wrestling has been Lawson Kong's been 
retired since before she signed with AEW. I mean, she didn't wrestle a match in AEW. She did a couple moves here and there. And I mean, even, you know, she's been mostly acting on glow and, and I think she appeared once or twice in the last two years um, for AEW. And that, that storyline in glow was true that, that, that she was working through an injury. And then, so she retired and, and that was a moment that, you know, that's nice, but it was short and, that wasn't really the point of the show. The point was to show that women's wrestling is money and that it was big time and it was, you know, a glorified house show. I am not putting down the women who were were involved. I'm not putting down the quality of the work. I'm not putting down the quality of the matches. But nobody thought that Camille was going to lose to Layla Hirsch. No matter how well Layla Hirsch acquitted herself, that was not a big time match. Deanna Peraza was not losing the impact or AAA, which I'm not even sure a AAA title was up. To Melina. No, it was the it was the impacts right. title. So it, it, it impact knockout. It, right. So it, it was it wasn't even in jeopardy. Um they have NWA tag team titles, Marty Bell and Allison Kay won them. I, I don't know that they have enough women on the roster to, you know, really have these titles. It's so it's a farce. They you know, they'll they'll sign people from you know from appearance to appearance. So it's not much better on SmackDown where they have like three tag teams, um, but that, that's that's more or less what they have on NWA. But anyway, Allison K, who left NWA, you know, is sort of back. Uh, Marty Bell, who left NWA, is sort of back. I mean, that's sort of what NWA. It's 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 a little bit of smoke and mirrors. The buy rate numbers for Empower in 73, which I'm pretty sure was buy one, get one free, basically. Then you got one for the, you know, you got both for for the price. Um, they haven't been reported yet. I don't know if that's because it's too soon or it's just one of those things that's not going to be reported, um, which happens with smaller shows. And I'm not sure if this was make or break or not, and, you know, but whatever it is, unless numbers are really impressive and they can be attributed to Empower versus 73 which was the, the the regular show the next night which had male and female wrestling which by the way trevor murdoch is your new nwa heavyweights championship which in and of itself is a you know sort of a bold move on their part i suppose to take it off aldis who sort of has universal respect for trevor murdoch who i think a lot of people are going he's he's still wrestling um <laughs> but uh when rick flair when rick flair came out to like I mean, first off, I don't know if anybody's seen it, but it's obviously on YouTube. You can go look it yeah. up or, you know, Twitter. You'll find footage of the celebration after the match. So Trevor, uh, they keep showing his family, They and then he get, get, they get in the ring, and Ric Flair is in the ring. And the first thing I can think of is, and Ric Flair, you know, started, I guess, the match or earlier on, he gives this, uh, you know, emotional promo thanking Vince McMahon and spends a predominant amount of the time in the promo just putting over the WWE on an NWA right. pay-per-view. But he didn't, he didn't even mention Sting or Harley Race. <laughs> I mean, he didn't even mention Harley Race. And Harley Race is important, not just because it's NWA and St. Louis, which are two reasons, but Harley Race trained Trevor Murdoch. I mean, that's the whole, that's Trevor Murdoch, Murdoch's basic thing. I'm the common man and I was trained by another common man, Harley Race. Well, that's what I was getting to was, what the fuck is Ric Flair doing in the same ring with this fucking commoner in Trevor Murdoch? Like, shouldn't he be like, get away from me, clown. You're, we, we shouldn't even be in the same ring. 
Well, his, his first line was, I can say whatever I want. Billy Corgan told me I could say whatever I want, which I haven't heard that in a while. And after that, Billy Corgan's probably going, Jesus, I, maybe I should have, maybe the other guys weren't so dumb after all. Maybe I should have uh, no, uh, no. screened this first. This was the most uh, marketing they've gotten probably all year. After the fact, though, this doesn't help the buy rates. I mean, people talk about, <laughs> listen, YouTube views and things like that are cool for companies like WWE and, and even AEW. They don't mean anything for NWE. NWA needed people to buy the pay-per-view. They needed those buys. This, 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 no, the, the fact that people are looking at it afterwards, and by the way, it's mostly as a comedy thing. They're saying Ric Flair was drunk. He's talking about Steve Austin. He's talking about Shawn Michaels. He's talking about Triple H. He's talking about everyone, The Rock. He was talking about people that, that, that were never in NWA. He told, he said, I love Vince McMahon. Then he talked yeah. about him again. I mean, <laughs> It, it was it was insane. He talked about his wife. He's not even married. They they had like a commitment ceremony. He's not married. I mean, just the, the whole thing. It, 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 a commitment it was just, ceremony means practically marriage to Ric Flair. I mean, the guy's well, yeah, I, I understand. But marriage is marriage. I mean, so, um, <laughs> I mean, if a commitment ceremony doesn't require a divorce to to, to get separated. I mean, well, <laughs> sort he's, of. He's got it. Listen, he's had a lot of money taken from him in all the previous divorces. So. He's also had a lot of money taken from him by bar tabs and unpaid taxes and, oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, and, and lots of other things, too, as well. In any event, the, the point is they have Ric Flair on there, which is a pretty big get. Uh, and he he doesn't and he talks about everything other than N.W.A. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. I thought that, hey, Billy gave me an open mic and I'm going to talk about how much I love N.W.A. But first, let me talk about. Vince McMahon and how much I want to slob his knob right now. I know it's like it's like you were speaking through him. Vince, I love you. <laughs> I'm like Steve. Are you are you marshaling the powers of Lily? Absolutely. Have I you fi- have you finally adopted Lily Lucian? This is what I was doing. I start a seance with next to the campfire. I knew you were looking for witches up there in New England. That's right. I, was I knew that you were finding witches. You weren't camping. Nobody camps. I was near Cooperstown. I wasn't in New England. I know you were in Salem. I got it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. If that fits the... the yes. The, uh, and I believe the campground was called Witch's Cove. Is that correct? How did you know? Devil's Horn. I, how do I know? Carefully pay, place bears, my friend. Carefully place bears. I'm surprised that those carefully placed bears actually communicate to you. Do they, do they email? Do they Morse code, smoke signals? No, there's just like little boxes on their head, and it translates. Wow, very. So yeah, I mean, it's 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 tied to the Skynet. Rick Flair. It's a joint um, venture with uh, with uh, Elon Musk. Let me ask you this: Did you watch the NWA pay per view at all? Yes. You really watched it? You like you watched it? Yeah. A little yes, a little no. Okay. I, you know, I, I thought it'd be interesting because I know you sometimes watch the NWA product. I do. YouTube. You used to. A I lot. do not, not on YouTube. Uh, well, again, yeah, yeah, when the when the regular shows were on YouTube, yeah, I, I yeah. watched all of. I watched Shockwave, uh, and then when they put the new shows on YouTube, I watched them too. But I've seen a few of the ones on the NWA. But 
I mean, someone else is paying for it, but like I'm a guest, it's fine. But um, but not all of them. This, but I, I also sort of famously fell asleep during two of those shows, and I'm yeah. not going to not say that didn't happen Sunday night for significant parts. I, I saw Empower. Did I did not. Oh, I, I, I can't honestly say I saw all of 73. Got it. Okay. Did but you, it was you, on. Let's put it this way. It was on. <laughs> it was on, and you were not. <laughs> right. And, and listen, th- this is not this is not about 73 itself. This is, this is just a lot of wrestling. It, it's it's pretty hard to keep my attention on, on sort of all these shows, especially when, this, when I can't fast forward. But this is why sports entertainment needs to be a thing. Like, I was thinking about this while I was on vacation. Like, it is so boring to, like, because I, I think I was like, trying to explain – to my my son, who um, this one. How many, how many kids do you have? I've got four kids. And how old are they? The oldest is twelve. The youngest is two. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, last week you were telling a story about you know when you met the Sala monster and things That's like right. that. And he knocked me up. You're absolutely right, and gave me four kids. How we went back in time, I can't reveal. But you know, this is how it ended up. Anyways, um, mm-hmm. I, I was trying to explain to him who Kenny Omega is, and he's all like, and what is his thing? Like, what is he like? I go, he's a guy, and he he is affiliated with the Terminator because people call him the cleaner, but he had a shirt, and he's looking at me like, Dad, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm looking like, at you the same way. This is a horrible description. Is he? But that's fucking Kenny Omega. Like, what? What is his fucking draw? He's a fucking regular guy. That's it. He's a his his gimmick like, is, is that he's the best wrestler in the world, but he hides behind a lot of goons and he's a poppy heel. Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns. His gimmick is that he's the best wrestler. His gimmick is not he's the best wrestler in the world, but hey, also Daniel Bryan and, and CM Punk and Roman Reigns. I mean. This is that's his gimmick. You ask what's his gimmick? That's how but you that's describe a, him. That's a dumb gimmick. Like I don't know. Like that's not a gimmick. That's just you believing. Like it was Ric Flair's gimmick for thirty years. I also no, but he was also like rich, and everybody wanted to be him. Like nobody wants to be Kenny Omega. Like that's the problem nowadays. Is like when you see sports entertainers, you you want to like you want to be the guy walking through the curtains and walking down the Listen, aisle to that cool music we all know, know the james bond theory we all know the james bond theory you, you want to cast somebody that men want to be and women want to be with i i get it i know what you're saying yeah. that's what that's what flair is but in 2021 that's that's a misogynist that's a playboy that's a bad example kenny omega plays video games that's all people want to wrestle and play videos. They want to be considered athletes and play video him, games. but they don't book him as the the video game player Everything, he's got his little video game. Listen, shut up. Stop, I don't know. Stop You're... defending this shit. The, this is why we need gimmicks. This is why we need fucking Happy Corbin. Look at Happy Corbin. I didn't give a fuck about Baron Corbin for years. Ever since he was in NXT, never gave a shit about him. Why he wasn't fucking released is beyond me. Is that a Baron now Corbin doll behind you there? That, no, that's actually Baron Corbin. He's I'm sorry, an action figure? Yeah, when you when you donated to him, he sent mm-hmm. you an action figure. That's nice. I mean, come on, like this is why this none of these AEW guys like Hangman Page. I'm a scared cowboy. Like, who wants to be a scared cowboy? Uh, he's a like, drunk cowboy too. 
Whatever. Like, he drinks because he's scared. Like Who's mired in self-doubt. Even fucking Bon Jovi, who is a band, a hair band from fucking Jersey, <laughs> sang a song about cowboys and how much they're badasses. They didn't sing about whiny fucking down-on-their-luck cowboys. Who wants to hear that shit? Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't think there's many cowboys in Virginia anyway. So, I mean, you know, I mean I'm, I'm not sure about like the ranches with herd animals that require cowboys in, in Virginia, which is where Hangman Page is from. So, oh, oh. You know. what did I miss on AEW this week? Now that we're on the topic of these, these idiots. <laughs> Listen, I just want to say one last thing with Empower and 73 to the world. I told you so. That's my that's my second I told you so. No, no. Tootie Lynn made it to the finals. She was the last person eliminated. So in your face, Tootie Lynn. Swell. One. Whatever. The show itself, good for her. The, the show itself <laughs> was a disappointment, and you didn't get any big stars. You didn't get any big moments. And what everyone's talking about, a little bit is Kong retiring and Ric Flair's promo. They're not talking about Trevor Murdoch. They're not talking about the women's wrestling show. They're not talking about how great women's wrestling is. No one's talking about Tudelin. No one's talking about the Hex being new tag team champions. No one's talking about Diana Perrazzo. No one's talking about Camille and Layla Hirsch. No one's talking about Lady Frost or you know whatever. It, it does. It, you know it doesn't. It was. It, it. This was a. This was a glorified indie show. And and that's what I always said it was going to be. And that's what it was. So you know that's not what that. It's not what was advertised. Much like Raw this past week, which advertised three matches that didn't occur on the show. Um, but you want to talk about AEW instead? Fine. Let's talk about AEW. So um, first thing of note is that the Pac-Andrade match has been scratched from all out. They're saying travel issues. There's been spe some speculation there's an injury that they're hiding. But we know that Pac has had travel issues before, so I don't know why we would doubt that it's travel issues. Pac and Andrade are scheduled for... A, um, a rampage in the future. I'm not sure if it's next Friday or if it's just a rampage in the future. Um, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Oh, okay, I'm holding, I'm holding. They have a problem getting this guy into the States for, to, for Saturday, tomorrow, right? We're recording on Friday night. Mm -hmm. But they can find figure out a way to get him here five days, seven days later. Like, something's rotten in Denmark here. What what gives? Like, do they not just think that this was a good match? Do they think, oh, we can't really have a, we need a good fucking match for. There's no way this uh, would be. I mean, rampage. Pack every match Pack has had has been great. I mean, this was the match I was looking most forward to. Now, I'm not sure about Andrade, but I don't think the other five days is gonna help him. I mean, not because I don't think he was a good wrestler, but because he's wrestled one match in AEW since his debut, and that's gotta be what 10, 12 weeks ago. I mean, I know he yeah, wrestled right? Omega in AAA, but I don't think he had any other matches in AAA. I, I know he was supposed to do that indie show, not the, with Alberto Del Rio, but that show got scratched. So I don't. I mean, I think he's literally had two matches and only one under the AEW banner in three months. What are and the then there was a, and then there was the 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 three months where he was under a non compete. Oh, he didn't have a non compete. He was just released. Um, what are the odds, Jeff, that Pac... Mm -hmm. Remember when he left, um, what was it, Dragon Gate? Yep. Or was it somewhere else where he had, like, shit... Where he was like, I'm not fucking dropping the belt in yeah. to some punk. It was Dragon and, Gate. So, what if he's doing this again? Like, what if he's like, 
I'm not jobbing to Andrade. And they were like, come on, buddy. You, got you know I would love it if that was true because, you know, <laughs> Evil Dose loves nothing more than than when, you know, problem people reveal themselves to be problem people over and over again. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I mean, listen, we're in the middle of a pandemic. There's there's variants going on. Britain is a lot stricter than the U.S. is. Uh, all outs in Illinois. Uh, maybe Pac refuses to get vaxxed uh, and he can't get into the building. I, I don't know. I mean, this is all ranks speculation. All I'm saying is they're saying travel issues until we know different What's the, the point is, is that the match is scratched. And that, that was the match I was most looking forward to on the card. But it's scratched, but then seven days later they can have it. Like Maybe. I, I mean, we're recording we're recording when Rampage is on. So I don't know if they're addressing it. Probably not. I mean, knowing Tony Khan's uh, uh, ADHD, he's probably going to forget about that this was a thing. Well, why, why would you? I mean, I, he did announce it would be on a future rampage. He didn't say what rampage. So, I, I mean, we're, we're the second we stop recording, we can probably look it up and see. You can probably look on your phone now and see what it was because, uh, I mean, rampage is literally on now. So, um, anyway, uh, on so we can talk about rampage last week if, if you like uh, a little bit. Um, they announced, sorry to cut in, they announced it for next week in Cincinnati. Okay. There, there you go. I mean, so. listen, let, the, the, it's probably true. I mean, look, let's, let's, uh, if this is travel related, let's call it what it is, COVID related. There's probably some sort of rules and I don't want to speculate on why, uh, if Pac is or isn't, but let's say one of these guys is not vaccinated, can't, you know, fulfill the protocol it makes sense to have this match in Cincinnati, the birthplace of that god-awful John Moxley. I mean, we only know that Cincinnati has lacks everything. Lacks security, lacks baseball teams, lacks football teams. Everything just sucks in Cincinnati. So it, it makes sense that they would allow these two uh, jabrones to show up. And, uh, well, Andrade's not a jabron, but Pac is. Pac definitely needs to take an L next Friday. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, he, he should for the Andrade arc and he should at the hands of his soon to be former minions. Um, I like how I threw in a Moxley dig in that whole spiel. Yeah. Oh, well, I knew you were going to, uh, you know, and you know, I didn't say anything about it. it's named after Cincinnati, the famous Roman uh, figure from history. Oops. I just of course did you it. Didn't. Um, of course you didn't because that, that was the least famous I, I, I find the, the, no, that was Listius. Um, I am, I, I think it's a little bit ironic that, that Andrade's recruiting of Penta and Phoenix has largely been centered around travel issues and getting cars and flights canceled and, and car services canceled and sending limos. And the real issue or the issue that's being said is travel issues. So I, I, I don't know if that's just a funny irony or if that if that's on purpose. And if you're right. I think anyway, I feel all of their fucking AW's booking is like a wink. It's like Carol Burnett. It's like fucking touching her ear and shit. Could be. All right. So Rampage last week, Jurassic Express versus Lucha Brothers. There was a five minute setup spot spot with Marco stunt uh, and there are clearly no rules, but that match was okay. The Lucha Brothers won. Yay. But 
I was really happy to see that they found uh, Marco Stunt. As everybody knows, he was missing for a couple of weeks. I thought I saw him on the side of my milk carton. So I'm glad that they found him. Good. The Young Bucks attacked. Jurassic Express rescued the Lucha Brothers, even though that they were their rivals and they had another match on Dynamite to decide who faces it. Surprise, surprise! The 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 Lucha Brothers actually won that match, and they're gonna and I and Steve, I can't believe you missed it. The you know the, the, this was this was a person of color week on AEW. Hobbs won, Proud and Powerful won, Lucha Brothers won. I mean, this was your week, and you're out, you know, communing with with the Wicca. It makes sense that they would push all the minorities on the week that I'm not watching. Yep. The Redeemer Miro comes to the ring, beating Fuego do Sol down down the ramp. Um, he said That's that he'll. He should. I can't stand that fucking Fuego do Sol. I, says... I want to make this clear. I'm not Mexican. I'm Colombian, but I am a fan of Lucha Libre. And as a member of the Lucha Libre community, we do not uh, uh, acknowledge Fuego del Sol as uh, part of the Lucha Libre community. Thank you. Okay. All right. So Miro says that he'll forgive the whole mask thing uh, with Fuego del Sol, but he's not going to forgive him for accepting the contract when he shouldn't have. Um, Kingston comes out. They're still talking about the DDT being Miro's kryptonite. So this is actually a story that they're sticking with. Okay. Well, at least they're sticking with it. Um, (laughs) There was a pull apart that, you know, it was supposed to be a brawl. It wasn't the best of brawls. I mean, the continuation of this Fuego de Sol thing, you know, basically tells you that Miro is going to lose and Sammy Guevara has to come in and that'll be the, you know, the, the, the next feud. So swell. Um, I noted that Jericho was still insufferable on commentary and was still heelish at least half the time, which is weird. Um, we had a terrible match between Ty Conti and the bunny, probably mostly the bunny's fault because Ty Conti had a pretty good match against Penelope Ford on dynamite. Anyway, Penelope Ford came out and there was a distraction, brass knuckles, the bunny won. So basically uh, the bunny found her alliance for the uh, Casino Battle Royal in Penelope Ford. Can we uh, talk about this Penelope Ford and um, bunny? Uh, in, in a second, so I, want, I, want, I just want to point I typed in, you think Anna Jay is coming back? And she did. She came back Wednesday. Oh, look at that. She's back. That's good to hear. Yeah. Do you, do you think that like they're, you know, Toying with you know the AEW virgins and um, the the guys that are hard up because they don't know how to talk to women. Do you think that they're putting them together to like kind of be like, hey, we're gonna kiss? Oh, maybe, wink, wink, haha. Like Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. Not even like that. Like it's more overt. Like it's more in your face. Like when they first got together, I think it was last week on Rampage. They look like they were almost going to kiss. And then I'm going, what the fuck is going on? Are they going to do it? Are they not going to do it? Like, what is it just me? Am I like an old, dirty old man now? Like, but it, it seemed like they kept licking their lips. Is is it really dry in Chicago? What the fuck is going on? Or no, they were in Milwaukee. What the fuck is going on, Jeff? I think you have to look in the mirror and ask yourself this, <laughs> that question. This is bullshit. It's not me, man. I, I watched that shit back, and they're all like licking their I lips. I bet you did. In slow motion, backwards, forwards, sideways, hanging upside down, in the closet, out of the closet, with binoculars, with a telescope. 
That's the monocle what happened to me. I wasn't in a. I wasn't camping for the week. I was just in a in a sweat box just uh, to get this shit of out your of own me. making. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What else? Listen. What else? I, I hope they do. Um, I'm on the record saying I hope they do. Um, so Mark Henry was doing a split screen interview with Omega and Christian with Kazarian. Uh, Cutler was Omega's partner. Nakazawa was on the. Mark Henry at all ask him what his gimmick is. No. <laughs> Kenny bailed on Cutler and Cutler ate the pin. So that 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 was that was your rampage last week, which was pretty ridiculous. Um so we can move along to Dynamite. Listen, Dynamite, the bookends of Dynamite were terrific. This this was a much better Dynamite than last week, which was pretty horrendous. So good job. I don't believe you. No, it was. FTR fought the Pinnacle, uh, not the Pinnacle, uh, Proud and Powerful, but they did mention Pinnacle and Inner Circle again. So, uh, you know, we have been noticing that they haven't been mentioning those words for a while, but they brought it back. So, I mean, I don't know if that's a slip that that, that tells us what's going to happen with the Jericho match. But uh, anyway, Proud and Powerful, as I said earlier, they finally win the big one. They 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 beat FTR. Good, good for them. That's right. Um, we had Garcia and 2.0 do the do a promo talking about Darby. So again, Danny Garcia and 2.0 getting more TV time there on every show. Who does fucking Danny Garcia have nudes of? Like, is it Tony Khan? Is it is it uh, who's the father? Sharif Khan? What's a uh, Pervez? Uh, uh, Pervez Khan? Nick Khan? What's what's the father's name? Pervez? Does he have nudes of Pervez Khan? What is going on? I don't know. His father must be Jerry Garcia because they, they love this guy. <laughs> this promo, he was wearing like a, a blank gray hoodie, zip-up hoodie sweatshirt. He looked so dainty and small. He looked so young. It looked like a 14-year-old kid. He looked like, I mean, it was, you know, it was weird. He it, it was a 14-year-old kid. What are you talking about, Jeff? Talking about? It, it was It was, It was. was not a good look for him. Um I don't know. This, this was not good. And uh, whoever the, the 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 thicker one is in 2.0, he he was doing crazy on his a thicker one. Yeah, well, one of them's a teeny tiny little guy with a giant head. Is he was he the one that looks like Nick Jackson? Which one's the balding Jackson again? I always get this wrong. Well, they're both balding, but the <laughs> one of them got but Nick Jackson got plugs. He's the one with like the reddish hair now. Right. Matt Jackson is the is is the shorter but better looking one. I want to say it's Nick Jackson. One of one of the guys from Everrise looks like Nick Jack, fat Nick Jackson. Well, I, I mean, I used to call them the the young bucks. So then they got haircuts. Uh, anyway, too much talk about these clowns. All right, CM Punk came out, and this was Chicago, and I would say that this was an average pop. So he's been getting diminishing pops every time he's come out, and this was Chicago. So you know, I don't know if people were just there for a long time because I know they've been taping these shows sort of back to back to back, and it's sort of a lot. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't near, I mean, listen, there's only one return. There's only, you know, and, and that was a one-time thing, but you know, the pop wasn't bad, but it, 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 it wasn't noteworthy. It was only noteworthy that it was not noteworthy with CM Punk in Chicago. Um, anyway, so he was jumped by 2.0 on Garcia in their second segment of the night. And then, yeah. And the world's slowest rescue like a stroll from Sting and Darby um, where they all got ahead and they did simultaneous finishers, which was, you know, uh, contrived as well. But, you know, it's a, it's a wrestling spot. All I want to say is that CM Punk 
threw punches that were not terrible, but hardly impressive. He didn't, certainly not like best in the world. Some of the punches that Danny Garcia was putting on him were like in slow motion. They were terrible. Um, and the go to sleep, you know, he, did he do it better than Kenta? Yes. Is it a devastating finisher? No. What's more of a devastating finisher? CM Punk 2021 go to sleep or NWA 73? <laughs> NWA 73 finish me. So. <laughs> I'm going to have to give the edge to NWA 73 on that one. That, that, I mean, if, if, sleep is, if, if sleep is the winner, <laughs> NWA gets <laughs> NWA takes the pin on that one. Um, yeah. Uh, MJF did a promo with Tony, Tony Schiavone in the back. This was a great promo. And MJF was calling out Ali. And I cannot believe people were not ripping him on it on social media. I'm glad they weren't. I mean, because I could see why they would in this atmosphere. But this was this is what a heel's supposed to be. And I, and I don't find out. Mustafa Ali? No, Muhammad Ali. And, and, I, I, and I don't know. What kind of magic MJF has that he is like the only guy who seems to be able to say whatever he wants without really much to any blowback, but good on him um, because he's like the only heel that's really allowed to be a full-on heel these days, and at least there's one. Uh, It's a shame. Um, Speaking of people who are full-on heels who who crossed the line, Max Caster is back, so after his 30 days, his little suspension is over. Back on tapings with the acclaim, so there you go. As I told was everyone, he, it was, is he, does he have a live mic? Do they or do they take that away from him? It was on dark. I don't watch dark <laughs> or dark elevation. I don't watch that either. We had Orange Cassidy versus Jack Evans. Only two things about this were interesting. One, the timing was all off because the pinfall was during picture and picture during commercial break, which some people were lauding as. Look, AEW is teaching you that you can't change channels during the commercial. Listen, they're, oh they're not. Oh, my God. This is such bullshit. Are you serious? That's what people said? Yeah. Um, I, I think, if in fact. man would have done this, it would have been fucking like a riot. Well, they, they, they try to squeeze too much into every show, and the timing was off. And the timing's been bad before on shows, and, and there's no way that that was the stop lesson make, they were stop trying. Stop making them excuses. Stop I'm not. I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you on this one. If you would listen, you're like, you're like my ex-wife, for God's sake. Um, <laughs> I mean, like I was to her. Um, uh, anyway, the... Uh, yeah, I mean, if they were still opposed to NXT, I mean, that argument would almost make sense, but they're not. I mean, it's unopposed, so it makes no sense. And anyway, it ended up in the Hardy family office all coming out and beating up the best friends, which are now Wheeler Uter and what's the other guy's name? Chuck Taylor. So, but but it was like all of HFO, so it was like seven guys against three. And then for whatever reason, Jurassic Express did the rescue, which tells you that now Jurassic Express is going to be stuck with Hardy family office as well. And of course, Jurassic Express isn't in a, you know, you know, I I don't know, whatever. Everyone in HFO, just get rid of them, release them. They are a bloated faction that does need to be there. The Dark Order is the second one, and the Factory is the third one. Get rid of all of them. Their heel to face ratio is too high anyway, their faction ratio is too high. Can we also talk about how Matt Hardy was on a, in a match with Orange Cassidy and found a way... I, I didn't know that Orange Cassidy was such a stiff prick that he ended up busting open Matt Hardy the hard way. And Matt Hardy looked like he had like... 
a cheese grater uh, raked across his face. Like that was two weeks ago. We we talked about that. That was not two weeks ago. Was it was. Yeah. Good God. We 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 talked about how Matt Hardy managed to bust his nose up. Um. Oh, that's right. We compared him to Ric Flair. We said he's the modern day Ric Flair. Well, you did. Uh, Kingston promo going after the neck. You know, DDT is his kryptonite. Miro saying DDT is not my kryptonite. I'm not afraid of you. Um, Jim Ross in the ring doing an interview with Jericho. I saw abs. I saw the top four abs, so Jericho's winning. And then there's an even chance that he's going to retire by his own choice after getting the win. That That's my prediction. Um, in any event, uh, J, JR, I don't know why he was there because he was mostly a potted plant. Jericho gave a promo basically saying he's he's going to win because, you know, the only thing MJF has over him is those three wins. He he named the dates, identified the three dates of those three wins, and then that's not sitting well with him, and that can't stand. So, anyway, it, it was a good promo. It wasn't a great promo, but it was okay. It went on a little long. I don't know why JR was standing there really doing nothing. JR seemed like he was crying in there. I mean, you know. <laughs> I don't know if He's that was to make us think that Jericho is going to lose. Um, but I still, I, well, you already heard my prediction, and we'll we'll do it again when we do predictions. Then, what should be a Jeff match, you have Hobbs coming out with Hook against Brian Cage. Um, this match was okay. It, was, it wasn't bad. It wasn't great. Um, there was a distraction by Hook, and the ref was, was dealing with Hook. And at that time, Ricky Starks came out with a FTW belt hit Cage in, on the head with it, sort of a duplicate of what happened a few weeks back, um, just uh, when when Starks won the belt and uh, Hobbs hit Cage. Um, and Hobbs got the win. So Hobbs got the win, uh, and Ricky Starks is still the heel. And, you know, th- this this um, Team Taz feud is still miring for going on for 15 months. So I guess some more long-term storytelling, right? So let me ask you this. Does <laughs> that's up for debate? Is is Hobbs the new FTW champion? No. Ricky Starks is still the champion, but Brian Cage, their face Brian Cage, took another L. So, to a faction Brian... where he's supposed to build his way to facing Ricky Starks <laughs> for that title. So, Brian Cage is buried. Well, I mean. No, he's not bad because he's on TV, but his I mean, his program is middling. I mean, it's it, it's not a it's not an important or, or compelling story. When Oscar's on TV and she's losing, despite, you know, having a stellar uh, raw cha- women's championship run in the COVID era, she's on TV taking L's and people are saying she's buried. Those people are not me. Buried are people who are hired but not on TV. EC3 was buried. As he should. What is he doing? I don't know. Lucha House Party is basically buried. I mean, these are people who are buried. In the last six months, EC3 has gotten more notoriety in doing a bodybuilding competition than anything he's done in the ring. I'm not saying he's deserving of anything or not deserving of anything. I'm distinguishing what the definition of buried is. It means that you're on a roster and you don't get seen. It doesn't mean that you're losing. People take turns. There's different stories. I mean, wrestling is storytelling. The purpose of the wins and losses is to advance a story. I mean, Cage losing to Hobbs doesn't advance that story. It, it retards that story. It's the end. It should be over. 
Or it should be the cage gets that stupid no nothing title again, and maybe you know blow to hits a blowtorch to it, destroys it, so that it's it's not a thing anymore, and moves on to something else. He takes a blowtorch to it. Listen, that's iconic. And then you know, then out of their frustration, the team Taz attacks Jurassic Express from behind or something, and and that's how a new that's how a new feud happens. I mean, it's it's not. I'm just making stuff up. Um, so Malachi Black comes out and he basically says, Lee Johnson, I didn't leave the ring because I'm afraid of you. I left because I wanted to, and you know, I'm taking my time with you, which is exactly what I said. He wasn't afraid. It's a head game. Um, we, we then come back to the ring and QT Marshall with the factory is already talking. So the timing there was all off as well. Um, like I thought I fell asleep or something, but no, I, I went back and saw it. It was just an abrupt cut. There were three extra guys in there who never get named. Oh, by the way, Hardy family office has an, another guy like Jorah something. Uh, he's an Indian wrestler, like from India. Um, right. I don't. I don't know why anybody would sign with Hardy Family Office. I mean, I, like, what has he done for anyone else? But anyway, airtime. Yeah, but he wasn't. He wasn't on this past week. I'm just pointing it out. That he, <laughs> he, there was an announcement on Twitter. The guy's like, I just signed. Uh, I just signed with Big Money Matt Hardy and, and the Hardy Family Office. I sent to him. I go, that's great news. He's done great things for the other guys in his stable, right? <laughs> And I don't know if the guy caught the sarcasm or if he just doesn't care or if he's like, you know, fans are going to fan. And he just gave it a like. So <laughs> anyway, so the factory is out there with three extra guys that are unnamed. Rabbi Shlomo was there and and caveman Nick was there. Caveman Camarada. They, you mean Amish Roadkill? Uh, no, that's J.D. Drake, and he was not there. That, that's a different useless <laughs> faction. Um, oh, actually, that faction's useful. But they're, the, they're the job squad. They lose. It's fine. Um, <laughs> the factory were supposed to take them seriously. So anyway, they call out Paul White, who comes out. They all attack him at once, except for QT, who's directing traffic. Paul White does like one of those Hulk things where he's at the bottom of a pile and goes, you know, spreads his arms out like Braun Strowman, and, and they all go flying. But it was like sort of slow and cumbersome. Then he does like his heart punch and he does some choke slams. <laughs> Rabbi Shlomo is up on the top turnbuckle setting up for a while. He's like yelling, waiting for the big show to turn around. The big show finally turns. I'm sorry. It's no more big show. Paul White finally turns around. The, the good rabbi does his daven and dives. And the big show, either the guy missed entirely or the big show was supposed to swat him out of the air anyway. So it looked like he sort of just swatted him out of the air. And of course, I have, Rabbi Shlomo was done after that. I guess it was Rabbi Saturday. Shlomo is Aaron Solo, right? Yeah, uh-huh. Rabbi Aaron Shlomo. Yes. <laughs> okay, just making sure. Right. He, he had to get home to prepare for Rosh Hashanah next week, and you know all that other stuff. That's right. Um, so the show beats them all up. No rescue is needed, which is curious because the Gun Club comes running in to clear the ring, which was already cleared, to do the rescue. QT Marshall was up the ramp right way in his bowling shirt, looking surprised. And this is lingering for a long time. I'm like, is this just more awkward timing, or are they really going to do this? Billy Gunn had a chair. He hits the big show with the chair on his injured hip. The, the useless kids are just standing there doing nothing. QT Marshall is shocked. He has a shock expression. No smile like he was a plan or whatever. So we have a 58-year-old Billy Gunn heel turn on a 48-year-old Big Show. So we're going to get Billy Gunn Big Show in 2021, probably going to 2022. Something <laughs> nobody wanted, nobody needed. It just confuses things. 
And then to make matters, I guess, more confusing, like the gun club walks out and they walk right by QT Marshall. No fist bump, no acknowledgement, you know, so. No money exchanging hands, no high fives. So then the factory comes back in and QT Marshall does about the worst cutter I've ever seen. Now, granted, it's on Paul White, who's a thousand pounds, but he had 17 guys holding him. This was just a weird sequence. Um, I don't know. This whole this 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 whole thing is just. I mean, how how has the internet wrestling community uh, taken this uh, angle? Nobody likes QT. There's been a couple of remarks about nobody wants the few, but mostly silence because it's AW and rightfully so. They're perfect. So everything they do oh, is. Jesus Everything they do is either great or or pretty darn good. So this this was just pre- this was only pretty darn good. So um you know obviously I'm back on board with factory. Oh my god! I'm in the rabbi's congregation. You better get your sitsits. Did you see that picture of Mars where they found a you know it looked like either the Greek letter pi or the Hebrew letter chai, uh, you know for life. So yeah. I'm pretty sure that that proves that aliens are Jewish. I'm, I'm so I should find religion. I'm, I think I need to become Jewish and follow Rabbi Aaron Shlomo. Either that, or they like pie. No, it's, it was definitely a chai. I, I mean, I. But I, who doesn't like pie? People who prefer cake. No, I like I like pie. I like I like pie. Mm. I, I like numbers too. I like that you and I are talking the same thing. So I'm talking about pie. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about cake. Mm-hmm. Both great things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, definitely. Listen, I mean, you know, a rock can eat a pie for days. You, you, what is? Are you watching the Ty Conti <laughs> and the Jay scene again? You are, aren't you? Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. That's yeah. I, I you forgot you gave me screen sharing. I see what you're doing. <laughs> Put that camera up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So Britt Baker announces that Jamie uh, Hayter and Reba are going to be in the Casino Battle Royal. And uh, because Tony owes her a favor, the favor is, oh, she was teasing the, the, uh, a free agent signing. And, and you know, of course, with Adam Cole, you know, the tease was that was him. So she was doing good heel trolling her. And this, the free agent signing was her. She signed a contract extension. Whether that's true or not, I have no idea. Anyway, <laughs> because Tony Khan was so happy about this, he said he would do her a favor. And the favor she asked for was a handicap match on Rampage, Chris Statlander and uh, against Jamie Hayter and Reba on on Rampage before the All Out match, which you know is probably going on now. Or well, Tony Khan, so. Tony Khan can't even be a proper like face general manager, owner, Booker. What the fuck is he when he's on screen? He's, well, he's he wasn't on screen. But one one minute he's handing out contracts to children like Fuego de Sol and then uh, the next minute he's granting the heel anything she wants well he he does a lot of favors you know it's, it's like when you talk to Adam Pierce and Sonia Deville a lot of times you get what you want but Tony Khan gives out favors he's you know I don't know he's you know what it is he's so smart that when he gives out these favors he's collecting chips he's going to cash in on these favors one day it's like it's like when you get a favor from him it's like you're getting it from Don Corleone what chips is he cashing in from Danny Garcia? Uh, cool Round Story does. <laughs> uh, 
So next we have the Bunny with Penelope Ford in a match with Tay Conte. Tay Conte got the win. It was actually a pretty good match. Um, and uh, I watched it on the, mute. It was great. Yeah, as you should have. Um, now, the biggest heel in the industry is the person who found Penelope Ford's wrestling gear because she was wearing her regular wrestling gear instead of her gnarly, gnarly negligee, lingerie, like she had been before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I digress, again, in, in Steve's path. Um, so the heels do a little double team, and then there was music that played that I'm told is the Dark Order's music. I, I mean, it was indescript to me. But Anna Jay came out, and she did the rescue, and, and this is the scene where uh, Stephen put it on pause and left it there for four days. That's right. In ver- Well, not in pause, but in various states of rewind, fast forward, slow motion, pause, uh, you know, uh, enhance, yeah, big screen. My, my remote screen. gave out on me after a couple of days. Uh, it does that whenever you get a lot of gunk on it. I'm sure. Uh, then we then we got a Thunder Rosa promo. Uh, Thunder Rosa has never worked less for AEW since she signed a contract for AEW, which is consistent with a lot of the people who sign contracts with AEW. It's it's like a paid vacation. It's pretty awesome. Um, she's interrupted by Nyla Rose, Jade Cargill, Mark Sterling, and Vicky Guerrero. Um, I don't know exactly what happened. They sort of like beat up Thunder Rosa, but then sort of got it into an awkward exchange with each other. And I don't know if they're an alliance, if they're going to have a Clash of the Titans thing. It seems like Nyla and Jade are going to take each other out in this casino battle royal. So whatever. Um, It's clear that Jade is, they don't think that Jade is ready to carry the ball. And I guess with heel Britt is champion, they're, they're not really ready to push her anyway. So Whatever, it's something for them to do. Um, Is there any chance that that, that Jade wins this? Uh, Wins the Casino Battle Royal? Yep. No, I don't think so. I I mean, I think it'll probably be Thunder Rosa. Mm. But she's already almost at the top. So? Yeah, I guess you're right. None of it makes sense. I mean, the other would be, you know, they've announced... I mean, knowing them, it'll probably be one of the Joshi wrestlers. I mean, it'll probably be Emmy Sakura or whatever, <laughs> you know, come in. But, I mean, you know, everyone thinks that Ruby Soho is going to come in. But they don't usually have the, the – I shouldn't even say that. They don't usually have the new person, the surprise person win, though Brian Cage did. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think it's going to be – Thunder Rosa. If it's not Thunder Rosa, I would say it's going to be Ruby. So it, it has to be a face because the champion's a heel. And that heel champion's going to have the title for a while longer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we have an eight-man tag team match to sow dissension. It's the Lucha Brothers and Jurassic Express against the Bucks um, and uh, the Goofs. Um, the, the Bucks score a pinfall. All of the lead come in and they do a beat down. Kenny Omega has dyed his hair black, which I liked. Looks very, you know, it's, it looks very evil. Part of his great persona, despite what uh, Steve says over there. Christian comes in to, to do a rescue, but the numbers win. And the Lucha Brothers and Christian are stuck in the ring. The Jurassic Express were, were thrown out. And Don Callis tells the AW production people to lower the steel cage and they listen. Now it's like the slowest <laughs> lowering of all time. So all these guys who were beaten up are like pretending they're out outside the ring 
and nobody can possibly run in. Anyway, the cage finally comes down, locks, and you have basically like eight guys on three beating the crap out of the Lucha Brothers and Christian. The face brigade comes out, but they can't get in. They're being hit with kendo sticks or the, you know, they're trying to climb the, the cage and Brandon Cutler spraying them in the eyes with the aerosol. I, I actually thought this was really good. It, it, it took too long for the cage to come down, but, you know, that's that. But I, I thought this was actually fun. I mean, feel like Orange Cassidy came out. It wasn't just the, the, the uh, Jurassic Express. And then they did a BTE and V-Trigger simultaneously on Christian, uh, to, to end it and basically kill him. Um, so I, I thought that the, I thought the dynamite was pretty good. And I thought the, the first match was really good with a good ending. And I thought that the end was actually really good as well. And in the middle was pretty good. So you thought everything was good. I was AW. So good gets raised up to awesome. <laughs> You're such a homer. Yep. I am. Um, Let's talk about this AEW all-out pay-per-view that's happening. What is it? This Saturday? I mean, there's I a pay-per-view. I that. Thank you. I My God, to, it's the gift that keeps on giving. I have to question whether the pay-per-view. Thank you, Tony Khan. Thank you. Besides that, Omega and Christian stuff. Who knew that there's a there's a pay-per-view happening? Like, we didn't even get Darby facing off with CM Punk at all. We've huh. been hearing about it. So here we have. Best friends, here's one of the matches. Best 10-team tag match, of course, because everybody's got to work, right? Mm-hmm. Best friends, Jurassic Express. Mm-hmm. Hardy versus, oh, sorry. They're both, what is, what? What is going on? Okay, so it's best friends, one, Jurassic Express, two on the same team, versus Hardy Family Office and the Hybrid 2. Which the hybrid two is part of the Hardy family office, though I guess they're still claiming they're mercenaries. Well, whatever. I have zero interest in this match. Agree. I have zero um, interest in that match too. Orange Cassidy wins, right? I mean, the Hardy family office is terrible, and and the faces have to win after being taken out of important matches. So yes, faces win. Unless the butcher makes his heroic comeback and beats them all and cleaves them all up, you know, with with a butcher knife. Like a meat cleaver. 21-woman casino battle royal for the AEW Women's World Championship match. You've got, so far announced, Nyla Rose, Thunder Rosa, The Bunny, Big Swole, Julia <laughs> Hart, to- Tay Conti, Diamante, Penelope Ford, Red Velvet, Hikaru Shida. Hey, look who's back. She should be on the side of a milk carton. She's been missing ever since Britt Baker dispatched her. Emmy Sakura, there's your uh, your favorite. I hate her. Kiera Hogan, Abaddon. Who knew Abaddon's still uh, in this uh, company? Layla she's, Hirsch. She's buried, but she's a zombie, so it's okay. Layla Hirsch, Kylin Kylin King. Why why do we struggle with this name, Kylin? because uh, it's hard. Kylin King. Say that three times fast. No, no. thank you. I know the Candyman may show up, <laughs> or even worse, Kylie King may show up. What the hell am I going to do with that? Rebel, Jamie Hader, Anna J, Riho, Sky Blue. Who? Who is Sky Blue? 
Um, I don't know. Mr. Blue Skies is sung by ELO. And versus another, one more woman, which I'm assuming... Can we all agree that the... Who is it? The Joker is going to be Ruby Riot? Ruby yes. Soho? Yeah. I saw someone that the, the people were saying that the Iconics are going to debut also, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying no. There will be no Iconics. That makes bad booking sense to debut both of them they they would pretty much cannibalize each other's pop that's mad there's, there's not enough of a women's wrestling division there's no women's tag teams i mean there's they're not good i, I mean they're not young I, I i don't i don't i don't see the point all right let's move on so who do you think wins thunder rosa emmy, emmy sakura <laughs> god i hope not thunder rosa all right john moxley versus Satoshi Kojima. <laughs> Your friend. Your friend of no. mine, John Moxley wins. You're wrong. Nobody wins because it's John Moxley. <laughs> Nobody wins. Everybody's okay. going to be bored out of their mind. You know who he's wins? Gonna the grab fans. The, he's going to grab... No. Incorrect. Nobody wins because he's going to get the kitchen sink and throw the kitchen sink at this guy, Kojima. I, I happen to speak to Caden who's very excited about this. Of course he is. Please. He's excited about all AEW stuff. Did you, see so. lead, did you see that Lee Johnson lasted 15 minutes with uh, uh, Malachi Black? It's more than you lasted with the Ty Conti Anna J scene. Not the first. Uh, <laughs> not the third time. <laughs> not the 20th time right. in your face. <laughs> I um, hope not. <laughs> Paul White versus QT Mark. Paul White's going to win this. Oh, my God. Chris Jericho versus MJF. I don't... Chris Jericho's got to win, right? I'm going Jericho wins, and, and he retires from active uh, an active role in AEW on his own terms. You know what? Fuck this. MJF's going to win. Jericho's going to retire, and everybody's going to be like, oh my god, is he going back to WWE? And then he's going to show right back up on Wednesday night, and they're going to... They're, he's he's going to be in, back in the wrestling ring in the next four months. Well, being that he's got a Jericho cruise <laughs> coming, I'm pretty sure he's not retired. I mean, maybe there's a, a, a an exception for international waters. Oh, that's right. Into the stipulation. That's right. That's a good idea. See, you are a lawyer. You would know that that yeah, well, a stipulation. I mean, I will say that I did I did go to great pains pointing out that that I heard him say in an AEW ring and that the commentary was saying his career and back and forth and commentary continues to be confused on this back and forth whether it's an AEW ring or wrestling period but he has consistently said an AEW ring so that loophole was always there I mean they're not saying, well, he's got the Jericho Cruz coming out. You think he's not going to perform on his own show? His own, I mean, why say it? But yeah. Anyway, like I said, I saw abs. Maybe Nobody does perform. sit-ups unless they have to. Maybe he performs. Are you sure it wasn't an optical illusion? I'm not sure. I'm, uh, like I, some I, holograms? No, I'm, I'm not sure. I can't rule that out. Do you think Jeff, uh, Chris Jericho has hologram money? Yeah, technology's getting cheaper all the time. Sure, why not? All right, we've got Miro versus Eddie Kingston for the Miro. AEW TNT Championship. Really, you don't think Eddie Kingston gets a win here? Fuck no. If it is, <laughs> it's by DQ. <laughs> um, As a matter of fact, I think that it's going to look like Eddie Kingston's going to get a win, 
And then I think CJ Perry is going to come out and distract him and maybe do a kick or something. And then the Redeemer gets the win. And we're going to see how double jointed that his hot wife is, as he's always saying. And, you know, all, all is forgiven because Adam has found his Eve. There you go. I think that's a good out for Eddie Kingston. So, yeah, I see that happening. Mm-hmm. Young Bucks versus Lucha Brothers. Young Bucks, right? Probably. I. It's in a steel cage, right? To keep out the elite. Steel cage match, yep. I don't know. I don't it's also know. Some... in Chicago, so it's also to keep Pac out. Right. I mean, the thing is, is, is that it also would keep Andrade and Chavo out who might help or hurt to to strengthen their case. You know, I mean, but if the elite can't get in, why would anyone need to stop the elite to, to try and win over the Lucha Brothers? Yeah, the, the Bucks win because the Lucha Brothers can't win because that ruins the whole split from Pac. You know, you've never won anything with him. You, you win with me, Andrade. I'll be the champion. You'll be the tag team champions. Yep. Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander. Britt Baker, right? Yeah, who's Chris Statlander? <laughs> She's an alien. Why? Why? Why is this? She's an alien. She's CM an Punk alien. versus Darby Allen. CM Punk wins clean. I agree. With the with the go to sleep or the NWA seventy three. <laughs> with the go to sleep, um, but I do think that there's some shenanigans at the end, and then. Hangman Page comes out for the rescue, but there's too many shenanigans. And no, 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 in, no. In this CM Punk wins clean. CM Punk wins clean. Nothing happens. This, this is I'm confusing my with the next match. Gotcha. Well, the here it's listed as the main event, but we'll talk about Punk and Darby is the main event. Do you really think? Well, let's talk about that afterwards. Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage for the AEW World Championship. Kenny Omega wins, right? Kenny Omega wins. Complete beatdown. Hangman Page comes out for the rescue. Numbers game catches up, and then we hear Flight of the Valkyries or Ride of the Valkyries, and Daniel Bryan comes out. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay. So before we talk about what should be the main event here, um, do you think Daniel Bryan coming out and making a save of anybody, really Christian Cage, Hangman, is that fuck over Hangman's title shot? We've I already call seen... him, I call him Passover Page for a reason. We've already seen CM Punk fuck him over. Because that's the reason, CM, let's not, not kid ourselves, CM Punk is the reason that this match is not on the card because they knew that CM Punk would be the draw, which leads us to the next question. Right, Hangman Page is taking paternity leave two months before there's a child. Yeah, it sounds... Listen, maybe, listen, maybe she's having trouble, maybe she's on bed rest, maybe he really is, I, I don't know. Um, or maybe it's a hokey story from a hokey company and... You know, could be that too. Could be that too. But if yeah, no, shows, I mean if he shows up on Sunday, doesn't that shit all over the paternity uh defense? It's one day, Steve. It's one day. <laughs> Fuck. 
You've really get, you've gotten really good at being this AEW uh, mark. What's the, what's the main event? Should it be a non-title match, CM Punk versus Darby Allen, with Sting in his corner, or should it be the AEW the AEW championship match? Championship match should always be the main event of a card, in my view. Now, what is the main event? That's I mean, once you pay for a pay per view, what's the difference really? I mean, you're paying for a card. I think most people this pay per view will do very well. And it's because people want to see CM Punk wrestle. I want to see him fail. They, they've already seen Kenny wrestle Christian Cage. Yep. You know, but isn't that more of Vince type booking? Like when the let's say The Rock comes back, and let's say there is no world title to defend. Mm-hmm. It's just on the marquee matchup of The Rock versus Roman Reigns. You don't think that that alone is the main event without a title i think it's the same scenario there there should be the title match should be at the end but i that's just what i think if you're going to be a traditionalist you that's because you're a traditionalist but what's the bigger match the marquee match the, the the match that people are tuning in to see will be roman versus the rock and here it's cm punk versus darby allen yes but I think the final match, the titular main event, this is wrestling. It's all fake. It doesn't matter. Should be the world championship match. Do you think that it's so obvious, the main event outcome, that after CM Punk wins, all of Chicago starts leaving Hoffman Estates and like Omega and Christian are wrestling to a half-empty arena? That won't happen, but... <laughs> But yeah, I mean, would it be funny? Sure, it would be funny. Hilarious. All right, those are our all-out predictions. All out of excuses. Do you think Adam Cole is showing up? I think Michael Cole is showing up. (laughs) It's too much. It's overbooking. It's too much. Like, just fucking season. When I season a chicken, right? Like, if I'm when I'm camping and I'm barbecuing a chicken, I don't just a throw squirrel. a fucking bottle of fucking... When I kill me a squirrel and I put it over the fire... I don't put, like, all... The, I've got many spices. Pine cone, all the spices bark, peat you know moss. Gonna, you know what's really going to surprise this fucking ch- flavor of chicken? Dirt. If I just throw some fucking paprika in it. A little skunk. Over. Some <laughs> raccoon droppings. Oh, I love me some coon. All right. Um, did you hear that uh, Jim Ross might be leaving commentary and just doing like sort of a special segments and interviews, which I've been saying he should be doing for two years? He's going to be doing special segments on the unemployment line. Stop it. First of all, he can get Social Security. He doesn't get unemployment. Um, all right. So you don't care about that. On, on, on a CM Punk related note, uh, he did say that AJ, AJ Lee is not coming back to wrestling. That of she's course she's not. She's not going to come back to this hog shit. You watch your mouth. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Apologies. Yeah. Um, Smirching poor AJ Lee. Yeah. So that, so that was AEW for the week. I mean, you know, what else? You, you want to talk about uh, WWE SmackDown and, and that excitement? You know, Finn Balor and uh, Roman Reigns had quite a match on SmackDown. It was a great match. Yeah, Finn Balor is Cesaro. He is. He's being built to be fed to 
Roman Reigns. That's exactly what happened. I mean, we we saw SmackDown. I mean, before we started, uh, he lost to he even lost the same way as Cesaro. Uh, guillotine right in the center of the ring. I'm very excited for the fact that I've got tickets to next week's SmackDown at Madison Square Garden. Very excited to see John Cena, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. By the way, at the end of the SmackDown, Roman's walking out and the lights go red. And they're talking about Brock Lesnar, who has red lights. And, you know, I'm thinking that that's a tease for Brock Lesnar. And it's, again, who's Paul with? Is it, you know, did he make that happen? And everyone's saying, no, it was, it's the, it's the demon's music. It's the demon's music. Um, there was the heartbeat, the same as the, the, the demon comes out to, you know, and a lot of, you know, I don't know if this is just people being fans or me not being a good enough fan, but I mean, I thought that the red lighting was definitely about Brock Lesnar and that this there's not Finn Balor is not doing the demon and, and this Finn Balor thing is basically done. Do you think it's the demon or do you think it was Brock? I think it's a tease for Brock because earlier in the show you saw like Roman question Paul Heyman because Paul Heyman's like Brock texted me that he's going to be in Madison Square Garden next week and Roman's like how do you know that he's not here tonight exactly that's the story the the demon is not part of the WWE story right now but let's let's play that up for a bit let's go down this road if it is the demon because you know hey you know Finn Balor couldn't beat him, but the demon can beat him. Let's be real. The demon Finn Balor is going to be fed to Roman Reigns. Right. I mean, why would they do it? They're not going to have Finn Balor as the champion, and they're not going to have the demon as the champion. They didn't get rid of the Fiend just to just to push the demon. They didn't get rid of a, a, a 300-pound guy to give it to a 180-pound guy. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I don't think... I don't think it's um, I don't think it's either actually I don't think it's the demon I don't think it's um, Brock Lesnar you know what I think it is it's an homage it's an, a, a, not an homage a um, oh my god what do they call it when uh, it's foreshadowing well that's it's not actually, an homage no it's not an homage it's foreshadowing for when Roman gets drafted to Monday Night Raw that's exactly what it is it's the red lights for Monday Night Raw. You think? Yeah, wouldn't you be scared if Raw, Monday Night Raw showed up and tried to draft you for that show? Wouldn't you be scared? I'd be terrified. <laughs> yeah. No, that, <laughs> that, that would be awful. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, good. Speaking of uh, Bray, there was a lot of rumors that he was going to Impact. Also, Braun Strowman is, is uh, tied to Impact as well. That's what they've been talking about. Let but then there were other rumors that Bray's not going to Impact. He's coming back to WWE, so I don't know what's up with any of that. I haven't read any of it. I just know that he's out with JoJo. Great. Good to see. JoJo was a man who thought he was a loner, but he knew it couldn't last. It's the Beatles. Um, I know that's the Beatles. I just, all right, well, I don't know, young man, what, what what you all know. All right, so SmackDown last week, I actually thought that Becky coming in on Bianca was pretty cool. And basically, Beck, Bianca's like, I want I want my rematch. What do you think? And she's like, nah. And she just walks away. I thought that was yeah, great. She, she kind of did the same thing tonight. where she And Bianca did a really nice job of a promo, like saying why, explaining why she's the, the, the EST, right? Mm-hmm. And 
her cadence, she she was a lot more natural, not this sugary sweet baby face. It was more like, bitch, please, like mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck who you are, and that mm-hmm. should be the Bianca that we we get to see more often. Agree. She's the jock. She's the confident jock. Yep. Now, what I loved about Becky is she too is confident. She's like mm, last week, you know. She's like, mm, nope, and p- pure chicken shit heel one hundred and one, right? This week, she's like, I don't have to give you a rematch. On my terms, I'll do it. But not tonight. I don't give a fuck. Oh, I love I love the uh, the nuance of, well, be like Roman Reigns. Put your title on the line. She's like, I don't give a fuck about Roman Reigns or whatever he does. I'm the champ, and I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought it was great. I thought it was per- perfect. I, I don't know... Why anybody is not happy with this this heel turn? I think it's great. I think it's great as long as she kind of remains this chicken shit heel. Like, and, and not, she's she's kind of you know still badass, but you know not really obviously on the up and up with like. Of course, I'm going to defend myself, defend my championship. Like, I like it. Yeah, I, I do too. And Bianca won that fatal four-way. I mean, you know, you can say that Carmella and Selena Vega didn't deserve to be in there, and you'd be right. But uh, mm-hmm. she still, she still won. Liv acquitted herself well. I don't know where Tony Storm was all this time. I don't know why Naomi could be in, in, you know, in that mix or wherever else they've got. What do you think they're building to with Naomi? Like, no idea. This is the, the second week of. I'm trying to get a match. I'm trying to get on SmackDown, and Sonya won't let her on. I mean, it feels like they're trying to force a heel turn where she has to join the bloodline, which would make some sense. But is it a way to get Sonya back in the ring where it's going to be a Naomi-Sonya feud? I've heard rumors that Sonya's ready to get back. No comment? (laughs) I mean, I I didn't know physically she ever wasn't. I mean, I I, I imagine it was all a a mental thing after, after... that encounter. I mean, Mandy's been wrestling for over a year now, you know, sporadically anyway. Um, but people handle things differently. I, I, every I don't week know. in my mind. Mandy wrestles every week in my mind. And you take the pin every time. Oh, my God. Every time. I'm, I'm so happy to do the J-O-B. That's right. Um, Let's talk about Happy Corbin. I know we talked about him earlier, but. You talk about Happy Corbin. This is an amazing turn. This is a great work. He's he's on a streak of luck. He's lovable. Everybody loves him. It was the last week when he got face to face with Big E. It was the biggest pop of the night. Like the crowd was just eating it up. No comments. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think he got that big a pop. I don't think it's all that great. I liked it better when he was poor. I mean, that that was at least entertaining. He 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 won so much that he's fabulously wealthy all of a sudden. I mean, it's stupid. It, it's stupid how he went from fortune to rags all of a sudden. Then they went from rags to riches right right away. I mean, it, so when Cameron it, Grimes does it, it's good. But when Baron Corbin does it, it's trash. First of all, Cameron Grimes only went from rags to riches because he invested in these stocks that got crazy inflated in the bubble, which was which really happened. That really happened in this world during that time. And he has not gone back to rags and then back to riches again. 
This is an arc that doesn't happen. I mean, it's completely tone deaf of reality, but also it's completely tone deaf about what's going on in the world. There's nothing interesting about this. There's nothing interesting about Happy Corbin. All he did was, was I mean, he was interesting as the poor uh, down on his luck Corbin who was trying to lie, cheat, and steal to, to get any, any advantage. The only thing that was interesting about him has now been taken away. Now he's just a jerk with better clothes. I disagree with you. I think people are going to eat this up because they feel like... Yeah, they're going to eat it up and throw it up. (laughs) I feel like people are going to be like, I feel like a down-on-my-luck loser like Baron Corbin, and hey, look at him. He picked it up. You know, just like everybody looked looked up to uh, Hulk Hogan for taking your vitamins and being a hero. Baron Corbin is a hero. Gives everybody hope. Why are you looking at me like that? This is ridiculous. It's all fucking ridiculous. It's wrestling. It's guys in tights. Fucking. No. It's ridiculous. And, and you singing the praises of it is ridiculous. Nonsense. I, uh, uh, g- good job, Baron Corbin. I applaud you. You know who else I applaud? Nia Jax and Charlotte Flair. Oh, God. Uh, on vacation. This match. Oh, best match of the week. Only because did, of the fact that you get they, brain poisoning when you were on this vacation. This was amazing. Just the fact that they both had like a real life altercation of like, what the fuck are you doing? We bitch should we should donate your brain to science. And then it was like, bitch, don't try me. Oh, I'm trying you. And then it was just no selling. It was just. Nia oh, Jack stinks. It. She's a bad wrestler. Charlotte got frustrated with her, rightfully so, because because she, she's trying to reset this match and pull an actual wrestling match out of this lumbering no talent who doesn't even try and is so entitled get rid of her she should be one of the veterans that, that, that gets the accident. get rid of her she can't wrestle no I want to see more I want to see more of them in a ring together I think they should be a tag team if, if I'm Charlotte I would never work with her again I'd say no I'm not doing it <laughs> oh my god I want to see more Charlotte Flair versus Nia Jax you're the only one. I don't think so. Uh, let's talk about NXT's oh, new logo. Sorry. I, no. Oh, I know who else. Chris Harris probably wants to see that too. <laughs> I was going to say David Sanderson, but no, because he hates Nia Jax. That's right. He does hate Nia Jax. Let's talk about NXT's new logo. It's uh, this uh, splash of color. What are your thoughts on it? Looks like it's from Nickelodeon. But I told, we had this conversation. It's orange. I hate it's, it. It's so stupid looking. You hate Nickelodeon? I don't know much about Nickelodeon, but I, I know I don't want a Nickelodeon logo for my wrestling company. I feel like it's it's just the new logo. It's new branding. It's going to be great. No. What was, wrong, what was wrong with the black and gold? The black and gold was cool. You know what was wrong with the black and gold? Was it got trounced by AEW. It wasn't because of the logo. Well, it's because of bad programming. It's because of vanilla midgets that they're still giving us. Well, let me let me tell you this. You need to rebrand after you go to McDonald's and you get a shitty burger and they call that a Big Mac. You've got to come up with something else. That's what happens. Like Crystal Pepsi. You know what? Crystal Pepsi is a good fucking analogy. Crystal Pepsi came out. A lot of fanfare. Over for about a year. And then where is it now? Yeah, it's much better than the McDonald's one because their logo hasn't changed in a million years and they're still a Big Mac. Correct. Thank you. See, that's why I pivoted. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to rebrand the show. 
<laughs> you might have to rebrand the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't like the logo. Um, the big story, of course, is that there's expected to be more cuts of some longtime veterans. Roderick Strong, Kyle O'Reilly. Bye, guys. See ya. Goodbye. Think, no, no need. Do you think they lose Chiampa and Gargano? Yeah, Chiampa's the only one I like. Who was the other one you said? Gargano. Yeah, that'd be fine. I don't think so. Gargano has personality. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's fun. This thing with the way and the index is this, this is funny. Him as a wrestler, I'm not interested in. But him and Dude, him as a personality you, is fine. Champa's Champa's got personality too. I mean, I, I know that he's small, but uh, I, I could see him losing yet another. I could see Thatcher being one of the ones that's that's let go. Oh, of course, Thatcher doesn't have a gimmick. If you don't have a gimmick, then bye, get lost. Drake Maverick, I mean, you know, take two. And whoever that guy they had him in there with this this time around, goodbye. Gargano has a gimmick. Ciampa has a gimmick. Like when he's Psycho Killer, he's got a gimmick. He's he's good. Kyle Riley, what's what's his gimmick? Finn Balor? Boring. <laughs> and en- Energy Succubus? Yeah, Roderick Strong. What's 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 his gimmick? He's his uh, being emaciated and looking terrible between the the two jo- the two bookends they had. I think one of those guys, the Creed Brothers or something. I don't fucking know. I don't know. Those, all I can tell you is those guys need wrestler haircuts. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention about the new logo. I like this color splashes. I know everybody's like, oh, it looks like AEW when they had the color bombs when they first debuted. The color splashes look like AEW's color bombs. You're right. Copycats. It reminds, like, all the different colors leads me to believe, like, uh, they're inclusive. They're di- there's a lot of diversity. There's a lot of color. There's You're going to ca- you're gonna see a lot of different things on the new NXT. That's well, what it leads me to believe. I will say, and, I, I always say that expression. NXT, the look, needs a lot more color. It needs a lot, a lot more lightness. It always looked dingy and dark and black you know, and, and just small, just small time. So it does need some life and light. I don't think the logo needed to be changed. Bright yellow wasn't adding to the dinginess, but the whole scheme of the, the place was sort of like dark and warehousey. Um, so they can definitely, you know, if they, if they, if it's part of a giant, listen, the, the logo, I don't like it, but that's not what, what's going to make or break NXT. They say Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon are, are going to be more involved in NXT. I, I, you know, I've heard different reports on how if, if that's really a change or not. Do you believe that? I mean, th- no, I don't think Vince McMahon. I, first of all, I think Vince McMahon already oversees everything. Period, and I don't think Vince McMahon cares enough about NXT to be that involved. I think that he wants to see his guys on that screen more often to know. Who's who's going to work out and what to do with them on SmackDown and Raw? So, for, for I think he might be looking at like almost like a scout, and maybe him and Bruce are doing more scouting, and then you know maybe there'll be a little bit more consistency between characters when they move up the successful ones, or if they see something in people but they want to change the character, you know it'll be abrupt, but it would it would at least be you know a, a Bruce and Vince kind of character. And listen, uh, Bruce, you know, he has a mixed history, but when he and Jim Cornette and Scott Demore were running Impact, I, you know, I don't know who was the creative one who made most of this, 
but impact was pretty darn entertaining for those two or three years. Um, you know, I haven't seen much of it out of Bruce, so I'm guessing he wasn't the one that, that you know, had it going on. But when Bruce left, though, TNA took a nosedive. Yeah, but they also they got rid of Cornette the same time, and I mean, you know, T. I mean, arguing with Impact fans is it's it's like arguing with a cat. It's it, it, it's like they they're like harp on the best thing that's happened to Impact, which is still bad, and look at that as a, as a positive. They will ignore that December twentieth, twenty twenty. They had two hundred twenty thousand viewers, and the last reported Thursday night had. 93,000 viewers and the week before was 98,000. They have literally lost more than two thirds of their viewership in less than one year. They had one pay-per-view spike because of Kenny Omega and they've had two other pay-per-views since that with Kenny Omega back to their normal crappy numbers. But remember that first one was the, my party analogy, right? Where I was Mm -hmm. like, Oh yeah. Nine times sounds like a lot. Like nine times a hundred thousand sounds like a lot. Like nine right. times a million is nine million. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it turns out it was nine times a thousand, which we covered in the, in the beginning instead of the suicide. <laughs> yes. Well, we so, got suicide. You know, so Im- impact committing suicide by creating their own streaming service. I mean, in their, in their never ending quest to find fewer viewers and fewer customers yet still stay in business. I don't know, man. They're, they're going to stay in business forever. AEW hired some uh, a former Impact executive to head their global expansion. Listen, I, that one was too rich not to touch. I don't know who it is. I don't know what they did or they didn't do. I don't know how much they could do with Impact. But I'm like, if you're hiring an executive from Impact, shouldn't it be for global retraction? <laughs> it's global domination. Global. This is like the opposite of global. Now. This is it's global hibernation. It's like <laughs> okay, guys. Here's the plan: we dig a burrow, we go inside, we wait for the world to end, and then we come out thirty years later, and we'll be the only game in town. Yeah, Brilliant. So yeah. So I don't know, but we're who do you? So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if some of those people are cuts. By the way. Was Fandango cut or was it just Breeze? No, he was cut. Okay. Um, I don't know who else will be cut. I, I, I honestly don't know. I mean, it's not likely to be any of the women. Mm, maybe. I mean, I don't. Going back to the NXT thing, I don't buy the Vince and, and Bruce are booking because they've got enough. Maybe Bruce, yeah, but both of those guys, Vince. Like, I would also applaud Triple H if he was so pissed off at the fact that, like, hey, you guys are burying my guys. Like, I work hard. HBK and I work hard to build the guys up like Karrion Cross, And for you to debut them and fucking make them lose, it, you're spitting in our face, Vince. And maybe, just maybe, he brought in, he brought in Vince and said, listen, I'm pissed off about this. I think you need to take a more active role. In seeing the talent that we give, we have, build them up the way you see them debuting on Raw and SmackDown. You take ownership, and that way we're all a part of the process. So that way, when Vince buys in, it's not immediately buried. Your thoughts? Cool. Um, 
I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. I, I find it hard to believe that Vince has the attention span to spend on NXT. And if Vince doesn't have the attention span, I don't really see that Bruce has the attention. Bruce being the survivor that he is, I mean, I sort of see him as the Paul Heyman character as to Roman, that he sort of does what Vince does and sort of is like, was watching Vince to see what Vince is paying attention to. And so whatever Vince says is important. He agrees that's important. So if Vince is not paying attention, I, I think that everything goes back to Triple H and Sean. And I, I don't think that Triple H has been marginalized. I don't think that Sean Michaels gets marginalized. I don't think Stephen Regal gets marginalized. I, I think maybe they just focus on, hey, let, let's see a few more of these guys that are six foot three, 255 pounds. Let's see that guy who's six foot seven, 310 pounds. Let's see a little bit less of another 175 pound guy. Yeah, you have Carmelo Hayes. Great. He's terrific. He's got charisma. We don't need seven of him. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. I think, I think you hit the nail right on the head right there. All right. What other, what other WWE notes do you have? Uh, you mean other news? Yeah. If we're done with WWE. Yep. Uh, well, Rikishi's niece was shot and murdered a few days ago. The story sort of got drowned out by the the suicide of Daphne. Um, there, there's a reward for any information on that. That's so crazy. that's that's some pretty serious stuff. Um, she was young. I don't uh, in her twenties. Um, Roosh, the former Ring of Honor champion, who was reportedly injured um, after the last, uh, I think, Bound for Glory um, pay per view, uh, he has serious he had knee surgery and he's out for the rest of 2021 at least uh page was talking about a comeback that she that her contract expires in june of 2022 and she's working to make a comeback so oh i thought you were talking about hangman page (laughs) uh paid uh saraya um wwe japan is formally dissolved so there goes that i don't know if it's directly because of COVID. i don't know if COVID is the cover for it um, but there goes my dreams of WWE buying New Japan and breaking everybody's heart. Um, mostly because I just want everyone's heart broken. As far as numbers are concerned, we talked about Impact. Rampage, the second, you know, the week after Punk went back down to 722, which was you know, about 27,000 less than their premiere and, you know, about 400,000 less than the, the night with Punk. SmackDown, 2.25 million, which was up a little bit. Raw did 1.91, NXT did 7.17, which was uh, down a bit, and Dynamite this week went back over a million with 1.047. So those are our ratings. I did not pull the dark and dark elevation, sorry, but I knew that we had a bunch of things to talk about that are probably more interesting to people. Um, But that's, that's the news as I see it. I guess we'll check back in next week to see how we did with the All Out predictions. Yep. Sounds good. All right, Jeff. That's it for this week. Guys, I hope you uh, enjoyed the show. Uh, and, uh, yeah, please make sure that you are uh, telling your friends about us and uh, check us out on all our stream streaming platforms. Um, and, yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening. And we'll check you out next week. Stay evil, my friends. All right. Stay evil, my friends. And nobody camps. <laughs>